With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Let's go! This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. You heard the man, Brent Musburger. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Let's have a good, no, let's have a great day, Michael Lombardi. How you feeling? Why not? Why not? It, it, it's a good day for a great when, day. Patrick. If not what, now. If not now, when, let's enjoy it. It's, you know, we got, we have a weekend of, of game sevens. I mean, who doesn't love that? We got Stanley Tucci touring Italy. Who That's doesn't right. love that? That's I mean, it's point. Sunday, you know? I mean, it's the great day of all. And so we enjoy ourselves. We thank the Nesson Marquise for allowing us to come into your home. We appreciate it. Big game up in Boston. We'll be excited for it. Of course. You had rest yesterday in the NBA. Now two game sevens. Another two game sevens on the ice today, Michael Lombardi. You mentioned Nesson. Thrilled to have Nesson in the audience back. I've got something special planned for you. Bond and I, of course, we're going to have a breakdown. Behind of- the scenes. I love how you two orchestrate behind my back. I love that. I love how you two work oh, together. If, I mean, if you only Bond knew. sends me the rundown, and then it's like it's got missing links to it. It's like it, it's like I've got to play Jeopardy. Yeah, well, you, know? yeah, you and me both. Uh, let's we're gonna have some fun with the Patriots today. So we'll dive deep into their schedule. You know, I was just kind of those scheduling anomalies we talked about yesterday. Uh, yeah. the Patriots are one of three teams to start their first two on the road, which is. Interesting. Uh, Rolling through the, just as an aside, going through the Patriots schedule from last year, Michael, is fascinating. Because remember, they started two and four. Then they went on that random, what, win streak of seven. And then they faded down the stretch and they went to Bonds Buffalo in the wild card round and got trounced. So it was a really strange season for the Pats last year. Yeah, they, they, they started with no gas, got gas, ran out of gas. It was like an electric car. They didn't time it up perfectly to the next station, you know. And, and I think they got old on defense. And I think there's a lot of young players Coach Belichick feels like can come around defensively. And that's why he t- took his focus towards the offense and trying to create an offense that's bigger than just a 12-play drive. I mean, you've got to be able to strike quickly in the league. And I think that's why you saw the urgency to gain speed to gain explosiveness offensively has been their mantra this offseason. And they've got to rely on some of these defensive players to come through for them. I think that's going to be it's – it's a critical year for some of their young defensive players. They trade for Mac Wilson. You know, they've got to get – Uche, they've got to get this kid Jennings, who they drafted in the third round. McGoran, that they drafted in the fifth round, who was injured. He missed all of last year. They've got to get those guys to play with more speed, more athleticism. And look, when you don't make a team punt in eight quarters, the challenge is aware of, uh, awaits you. And that's Buffalo. They didn't make them punt. Uh, I'll tease the Nesson audience and our greater audience just a little bit here. Remember, the Patriots won 10 games last year, Michael Lombardi. Their win total is set at 8.5 this year. So the market not bullish on the Pats. Don't go anywhere with that. We'll get to them in full coming up in just a little bit. Now, speaking of Boston, although although the Bees, the Bruins bow out in Carolina yesterday in a Game 7, but they've got another Game 7 today. That's 3.30, Michael Lombardi's time on the East Coast. Out here, 12:30. The Bucks and Celtics, Michael. They've alternated wins throughout the series, so I guess this means that the Bucks are going to win today. They have won two of three in Boston. That being the Bucks, uh, let's take a look at the number. We'll open this up. The Celtics are laying five, five and a half. My goodness, that five and a half feels heavy, doesn't it? And it, it really two of six on the total. It? I am a little I mean, surprised. Look, I do think though what we saw in Milwaukee. Uh, 
is an indication of the, the effects of a seven-game series. It's a little bit like a, a, a truly a heavyweight boxing match. You know, when they went from 15 down to 12, you know, it became a little bit of a, of a, a less a test of endurance. But this seven-game series is truly a test of your endurance. It's travel days. There's no practice. And Boston has wore down Milwaukee, and they stole that game five, and then they routed them in game six. It's going to require a lot of effort. It's going to require, I think, for Milwaukee today, it's going to require one of their auxiliary players, you know, whomever that might be. Is it going to be, you know, Grayson Allen? Could it be him? Could it be, you know, Bobby Portis? Who is going to be the guy that steps up, that gives them quality minutes that they can count on? Connaughton has done it in the past, but they're going to need somebody else. And is it Wes Matthews? I don't know. You know, but they're going to need that because they're out. Of, they're not as deep as Boston, and Boston wears them down. Boston is just able to not have all the pressure on one player to score like Milwaukee. And I think that's what's going to determine this outcome of the game. Do you remember what the total closed in game six in Milwaukee? I think we said it was 212. You're 100% right. You just, no, you yeah, nailed we were, it. 212. Yeah. Now look so, at the adjustment, 206. Yeah, so, well, they think this is going to be a battle. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is going to be a war. This is going to be a, you know, everybody's man for themselves. Uh, we don't have Scott Foster in the game. We've got Thank John God. Goble, James Capers, and, and Kane Fitzgerald. I don't know what that means. I just read their names. Good luck to them. Hopefully they have a nice day today. But <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a typical game seven, back and forth. And the most physical team typically will win. I mean, that's the key, right? you got to get to the free-throw line. It's going to be a slower-paced game, and that's why I think we see this number reflected four points from the last game. So what do game sevens mean? They mean ultimate familiarity. They mean the, the rotations get shorter. I'm talking 48 minutes for Giannis and Tatum, who have taken a million shots apiece. I mean, Giannis has attempted 27 shots in five games this series, which is nuts. Also, the defense, which is really comes down to focus and energy and effort, that's going to be at an all-time high. Rebounding, there's not going to be the offensive boards you generally see because they're going to be some focus on the boards. Intensity goes up and the nerves go up, Michael Lombardi. So the past 12 game sevens played in the NBA, average combined score, 191.6. 191.6. Think about what I'm telling you. These games yeah, go under. Nugget. These games go Great under. Nugget. Think about that, Michael, because Great I mean, we've had four straight in the postseason go under. This trend is continuing. And you know what I think is interesting, too, is, is – how many guys want to play game seven? You know, Hubie Brown talks about this at the end of games the last five minutes. you got to have a closer. Well, we know Milwaukee's got uh, Giannis. We know Holiday is fearless, and he'll take shots. Who else is going to be the guy that gets the ball in the final minute? You know, Boston has three guys. You know, I don't see Marcus Spart being scared to shoot. I really don't. I think he's a true warrior. And obviously, Jalen Brown will do it, and Tatum will do it. So, you know, there, there's got to be somebody has to rise up for Milwaukee. Now, I don't discount Milwaukee. I thought the championship effort that they gave in Gay 5 was unbelievable. And I think they'll come out with everything they have, and I think they'll shoot well. You know, the last game they shot 24% from the three-point line, which wasn't good enough. Meanwhile, Boston shot almost 40%. So there was that difference in the game. But I think Milwaukee will be challenging. It's just going to be who is going to step up and play and who's going to be able and what happens when Giannis takes that two or three or four minute break that he's going to need to get. It's been a great series. You know, we've, really we've actually we've crushed and for good reason, because you don't expect, you know, load management from specific players. I won't get into them, but you don't expect the blowouts like we've seen in the postseason. That hasn't been the vibe with the Bucks and Celtics. Kudos to them. They've gone all out, and it's been a tremendously entertaining series. Back and forth. I mean, essentially, it's gone one win, next win, one win, next win. They're just trading blows like heavyweight boxers, and it concludes tonight uh, in, in, in Boston. I, it does sound like – now, Bond told me you were leaning Bucks. The way you're kind I, of foreshadowing this is I feel Celtics, but I know you love the Bucks. I do, and I love the points. I think Boston's yeah, going to win. I, I, don't I, see, I don't see how this can be anything but a one-point game, two-point game. 
I don't think this game is going to run away from anyone. I really don't. Now, look, I say that, and, you know, I, I thought I handicapped the Grizzlies and, and the Warrior game perfectly until six minutes to go in that game the right. other night when it was a point, and all of a sudden that eight-point spread vanished. So uh, I, I just think this is – I don't see how you can't take a champion and five or five-and-a-half points. I, I, to me, I especially with the best player on the court, as great as Tatum is, and I think Tatum's sensational – you know, and it irks me to say that because we drafted Markel's Fultz ahead of him. Okay, we'll get back to that in a minute. But the reality of it is, is he's, he's been great. Now, some nights he doesn't shoot well. You know, I mean, that's just a fact. Two games ago, he didn't shoot as well. But he's a great player. I love smarts intensity. I love the toughness of Boston have all year, especially defensively. We've talked about it. I just think it's a champion, and you're going to have to knock the champion out. It's well put. And Tatum has arrived. I, you know, the emergence has been coming, but this year he's been exemplary. Giannis, best player in basketball, this is his seventh postseason. He's averaging more than 30 points in the playoffs for the second year in a row. I mean, what he does, the value he provides to the Bucs, it's like you've continued to say, Jokic won the MVP. I don't know how you value a player more specifically to his team than Giannis and the Bucs. I, I don't understand it. Giannis is the best player in the league. He's the most viable player in the league. Like, to me, this whole notion that Embiid Embi got cheated. No, he didn't get cheated. He, he, look at his playoffs the last four years. Look at that. You know, I mean, winning regular season games the way the NBA players have given us this attitude is really not that important. But, you know, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Boston all won 51 games. They all won the same amount of games. But Giannis, to me, when the game is, matters most, he rises to, the, to a higher level. No one can match the level that – no one on any team left can rise to the same level of this player. Last three postseasons, the Bucks elimination games, three and one straight up in ATS. That's, I mean, that's because you just – you put so much on Giannis. But you just said it, and what we didn't see in game six – was the ancillary player, the complementary players. Nobody really played well. Drew was terrible from the field. I think he finished with 17. Connaughton was bad. Uh, America's sweetheart, who you mentioned, was horrible. Grayson Allen. They need somebody to step up here, the Bucs. I mean, Grayson Allen's 0 for 4. I mean, he's on the court for one reason. He's on the court to hit three-pointers. He was minus 29, Patrick, That's in the your game. boy. That's your boy. He's my boy. I mean, he's <laughs> minus 29. I mean, what are we playing you 22 minutes for? If you you got to make shots. I know. you got to make shots. And you can't be afraid to take them. You know, that's one thing well, about you gotta Tatum. you got to finish. He was one for seven in the game. He was 0 for 4 from the three-point line. He's minus 22 at 29 in the game. Think about that. Not good enough, America's sweetheart. Five, five and a half, 205 and a half, 206. Next, the Mavs, Lombardi's Mavs and the Suns. Yeah. Lombardi line. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up 
down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you want picks? We got it for you. You want everything we offer? We have that as well for $59. You get everything VSEN has to offer. Next few months are going to be awesome. Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel, of course, all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down the Stanley Cup playoffs. Plus, we've got you covered with golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and more. Point Spread Weekly every Wednesday as well. So does that sound like a lot? It's everything. And it's vsencom slash spring. That's vcin.com slash spring, 59 bucks. Okay, we got you back here. Hope you're having a nice weekend, a nice Sunday. Of course, we're a sports network, a betting network. We don't ignore what's happening across the country. I heard Michael and Stephen Bond, who's from Buffalo, talking about that earlier today, just tragic. And we send our wishes, our well wishes, as much as that can do to anybody that's dealing with that horrible tragedy. Um, Michael Lombardi, so I mentioned the trend to the unders the last like I said, 12 game sevens in the NBA postseason, an average combined point total of 191.6, so 191.6 for the betters to focus on. I bring that up because the Mavs and Suns right now, look at that total, it's 205. Now look at the disparity. The first two games in this Mavs-Suns uh, series averaged 236 and a half points scored. The last four, 199.5. Look at that difference. That's quite a chasm, right? I mean, that's it, it and really, that's where we're it, headed well, with these the, series. It, and it's the defensive intensity. I mean, in the fourth quarter alone in the last game when Dallas won at home, Dallas scored only 19 points. But guess what? Phoenix only scored 14. You know, and this is a team that can shoot the ball right. and, 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 can, and can put the ball in the basket. So, you know, credit to Dallas's defense. And, again, I think this is a game about what player – what auxiliary player is going to step up? Is it going to be Finney Smith? Is it going to be Bullock? Is it going to be Spencer Dinwiddie? Which, which role player? Is it going to be Cam Johnson, You know, Cameron Payne? Which one of those role players that's going to get some minutes is going to step up and play really well? And that's going to be the key to the game. We know Donich is going to have his moments. He's going to get to the free throw line 15 times. You know, he's going to dish out 10 assists. He's going to be able you know, to, to score 30. But who's going to help him along the way? Who's going to give him some help? And then I think the same thing is who's going to help Booker? You know, who is going to give Booker some moments where he can really step up? I mean, the other game, Aiton was, Aiton scored, led the team in points with 21. But what was disappointing was he took 16 shots. He only went to the line four times. Like, that, this is what, you know, what you, cr- drives you crazy. If you're going to get, if your big man's getting 16 shots, he's got to get to the line more than four times. You got to get there more. I mean, Booker went to the line seven times. Right. So you, you, that's got to be, whereas, ba- whereas Dallas isn't worried about Powell getting to the line. I mean, Powell went to the line six times in the last game. So there's got to be which team is going to set the tempo. And talking to Dallas and, and, and going over this, you know, they feel like they've got to play better complementary basketball in all three phases. You know, they've got to be able to handle the transition. They've got to be offensively and defensively more in better communication in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. They do it at home. For some reason, it breaks down on the road for them. And it's broken down on the road for the Phoenix Suns, too. Well, you just – Nailed it perfectly. It's a tale of two series. I just said the Bucks Celtics series, they've alternated wins with the team winning on the road, of course, in the alternation there. But how about this series? Each team has held court at home, Michael. 3-0 at home for both the Mavs and the Suns. We head back to the Suns. I mean, could that be the difference? We shall see. Uh, Scott Foster does get the call here. What, what 
Uh, what stands out to me, though, and by the way, the number is the Suns lane open six. They're laying six and a half. If you've got a total of 204 and a half at a couple of books and 205 mostly across the board, you know, during the regular season, this total between these two would probably be set at 230. Systemically, the league has an issue when you have that much of a difference between the point total. However, I digress. I do expect to see some intensity today, and this has been a hell of a chippy series between these two. No doubt. And, and, and they both play great. They both try to play defense. And, and the thing I think you got to understand, too, is Donich, this is not going to be bigger than – I mean, Donich has been a superstar since he's been 14 years old. So, you know, he's understood this role as a great player going in here. And remember, you know, this is the Suns team that passed on him. You know, they took they, – they're the, they're the team that took Aiton ahead of him. You know, and now it's worked out for him, no doubt. But, you know, this is a little bit of that playing into it. The Suns have the advantage because they're more comfortable at home, and Dallas has yet to prove that they can win there. Remember, it was 11-0 between Phoenix and Dallas. Until these last three wins at home – you know, Dallas struggled to beat them at any time, home or away. They've kind of closed that a little bit over the last seven game, six games. It's three and three. But before that, it was 11-0. So uh, it's going to take a Herculean effort, and it's going to take a game that Dimwitty had the last time, 25 minutes, 15 points. It's going to take Klebler to have his same kind of shooting night where he's making those threes. That's going to be the key. So just, I gave you some historical perspective on the totals in game sevens. Just to understand, the home team generally wins 80% of the time or does win 80% of the time straight up. Now we're talking ATS here and you are catching six and a half, but just eight out of 10 times the home team's gonna win game seven. So just to give it some perspective, you mentioned, you know, Donkish and how well he's played but it's so interesting with their splits home and away. Also, how about Phoenix? You know, Phoenix was so sloppy on the road, and Paul has been bad for four straight games, but they committed 17 or more turnovers just 10 times in the regular season, Phoenix. They had 22 turnovers in game six. Also, 17 in game three and four. So, like, this has been a sloppy series for Phoenix. And it starts with their guards. I mean, Booker had eight turnovers. And Paul had five in the last game. They had 13 turnovers. 13 of the 22 turnovers came from the two guys who are handling the ball most of the time. Not a good thing, you know, and so they've got to cut that down. And, look, they're going to need some help. I mean, they're going to need some of their role players to come through and play well. And Bridges has got to step up his game. I've probably been more disappointed in Bridges than any player because I thought he would take a step forward. I thought he would show more uh, versatility, more scoring, and he hasn't quite been the same player. Last game, he's minus 18 on the stat sheet. He had one of the worst stat sheets of anybody that played in the game. Are you, you're a grassy knoll guy. You've studied a lot, right? Are you conspiracy, mm. conspira- how do you say that, conspiratorial, something like that? Yeah. Anyway, I bring it up because uh, we, I just told you Scott Foster gets the call today. Well, Chris Paul is a shocking 0 for 14 when uh, Scott Foster's on his calls in the postseason. So, again, they've had this kind of duel and this battle between the two of them. I'm not into conspiracies. I don't know how the league lets this happen. It's wild, I, mean, I really it? don't. I think they like, want the they, drama. I think they like it. I mean, they turn their eye to Scott Foster. I mean, if you listen to the Whistleblower podcast about the whole Tim Donahue situation, Foster's entrenched in that, yes. you know? And so I don't know how the league just doesn't seem to – like, I, I remember calling Mike Pereira up one time, and, and I'm like, you know, Mike, uh, Larry Nemers lives in Springfield, Missouri. This is the third time he's going to do the Chiefs-Raider game in Kansas City. Like, at some point, are you going to stop this or what? Like, like it's the third time Larry Nemers is traveling up here, and he's from Springfield, Missouri. Like, are you going to do something about this or what? Like, <laughs> at what point do you, like, call the league and say, this is ridiculous. Do you really want this? to? I mean, after Walt Coleman made the tuck call, we never saw him again. He never did a Raider game ever again. I mean, at least the league was smart enough not to put him in there. But it, this league is almost turns a blind. Like, Scott Foster must have something on somebody. I, I have no idea. It's but not, it's, the fact that we're talking about him, the fact that we're actually discussing a referee before a game is beyond my, you know. I mean, I remember seeing Bennett Salvatore at a game and thinking, oh, we got no chance to win, you know. And, and I would see certain guys, Joey Crawford, oh, God, this is not good for the Sixers. But – I mean, that just comes with the flavor of the game, you know? But, like, we, literally, Foster is almost his – he he's his almost 
he's as big as some of the players. Well, I was going to say, we should be talking Luca versus Chris Paul, but we're talking Scott Foster versus Chris Paul. <laughs> and you know, the worst thing that happened in the NBA is when they do the replays and the officials now look into the camera and they give us the call. These officials, they like to stunt a little bit. They like to make it about themselves, right? So oh, no Foster doubt. is exactly no like that. Um, oh, no doubt. By the way, the totals dropped in both games, and I'm looking at the bet MGM splits. No surprise, 82% of the handle on the under uh, in the early game, and then you see a bunch on the under, almost, what, 90% on the under in the late game. We saw the total open 207 down to 204.5, 205. I do like both the unders. If I'm betting today, I'm betting both unders in these game sevens just because of the stats I gave you. But these are going to be some really competitive chippy games. I think they are, and I'm hoping they're going to be tight, and I hope they go down to the last minute, and I hope that we don't have to talk about none of the officiating in the game once we get there, and hopefully that'll, that, that, that's what we want. We want the best teams to come through and play. And Dallas has also forced Phoenix to kind of play at their tempo. Over the last four, we've seen four straight cash to the under in the series, and that's because the Mavs, who are strictly a half-court team, and playoff games generally end up in the half court, but we've seen them slow the Suns down. This is going to be interesting, man, because you nailed it. 11-0 coming into this, the Suns had dominated the Mavs, but I, I don't know. I got a, a sinking suspicion about this Mavs team today. I, I, I like I them catching that six and a half. I, I, I'd say if in-game bet might be your play here. That, sure. that first quarter is going to set the tone here. I think Ken is Dallas going to not let this game slip away from him. Where are you at on these totals? Do you like the unders with me, or are you kind of... I do. I'm with you on the unders. I'm a little nervous about Dallas. They're playing on the road. I, that's what makes me worry there. I, I, I mean, I gave Steven uh, Phoenix. I may just take the points. I don't know. I'm back and forth. Okay. You have time. You got an hour and a Thank half you. to go. Don't worry about it. Coming up next, Marquee, we've got the Bears on tap. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, here are the top horse racing plays from Express Bet's editor in chief, a former guest here on the Lombardi Line, Jeremy Plonk, both from Santa Anita. Race three, Jeremy likes the five horse, Angel Nadishiko at six to one. And in the next race, the four, he likes the two-horse red flag on top at 6-1. to one. Good price. You can bet these races and more at First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of VSIN. Sign up today with the First Bet app using the code Vegas1000 for an instant $10 free and a bonus up to $1,000. All our information is over there at vsin.com slash horses. Check it out. That's vsin.com slash horses. Okay, got you back here on the Lombardi line. Kind of a scheduling quirk, right, Michael? Because you had three game sevens on the ice yesterday. No NBA. NBA schedule's been kind of wonky, to yeah. say the least. No NBA no yesterday. Uh, we do like to get them on a Sunday. NBA, as far as ratings, they like to have them marquee, marqueed there on a Sunday as well. 3.30 your time for the first tip, and then 8 o'clock. Kind of late start, a late uh, night start there with Dallas and Phoenix, uh, but two game sevens going to be awesome. Looking forward to both. It shows you that the networks don't really love the Saturday night games. You know, the NFL does some Saturday night games late in the season, but it's not something that they really want. That Saturday window for college, they don't seem to want that Saturday window for college, which I think would be, but I guess too many people are away from their televisions at that time. I would have thought there would have been a Game 7 last night on Saturday to kind of just capture everything. You know, but obviously they're going to put them all back to back. Well, traditionally for the networks, as you just mentioned, Saturday, not as good as Sunday. So they give us, they load us up on Sunday. So they they force us to be sedentary and sit on the couch. It's not quite an NFL Sunday, where if you think about it, on an NFL Sunday, once you get through that Sunday night football game, I mean, you haven't moved for, what, 12-plus hours? Yeah, I mean, once I get home from doing the show, I mean, I'm I'm locked in. I mean, you know, other than having to take Bella out to go to the bathroom, I'm not moving, you know. I'm yelling at Scott Hansen for something he said. Uh I'm sitting there, you know. (laughs) I'm not moving. The only exercise I get is with my voice, you know. I mean, that's about it. Yeah, let's be honest. We're not exactly running on a treadmill here doing our show. We're just sitting on no, our butts I, talking I, sports. No, but I have to. I have to park my car and walk at least somewhere. Oh, so funny. I am getting some, you know. And then Bella makes me take her out, so I got to get some of that too. But, but for the most part, I, I mean, I'm anchored in. You know, I'm anchored in. I, I feel you. 
Uh, anchor down, Bears. Let's talk to Marquis. Yes. Let's talk to Marquis for a second here. Six and eleven mm-hmm. last year. Now they're scheduling oddity. I'm trying to pick one out for each team. They've got the week fourteen buy, so a super late buy here. But six and eleven last year. They are your third betting favorite in the North at nine to one. Win total set at six and a half. So six wins last year, six and a half. They've got a bunch of new players, of course, we're going to get to. you got to pay some juice, minus 140 on the over. Pulls is in to run the team. Addition, subtractions. He's kind of laying the foundation. And then, of course, Eberflus. So I'll get to all the other particulars, but let's start with the new head coach and your expectations there. Well, you know, look, I've always been a little critical of the Indianapolis Colts defense. I thought it was too generic. I thought it was too high schoolish. I thought the spot drops. It relied too much on, you know, we're going to play fast. We're going to read the quarterback's shoulder. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to turn the ball over, which Indianapolis did a wonderful job doing that. And certainly the Bears' defense last year didn't. You know, in week two against the Bengals, they forced four turnovers. And then in week what, I think 16 against the Giants, they forced four. But for the most part, there went a lot of games where they couldn't. So maybe that will help them a little bit. But in terms of red zone defense, the Colts were bad last year. Uh, I didn't feel like they had the right, you know, when they needed to stop a really good quarterback, even though they played in a dome, it became challenging. So now Eberflus is a head coach. I think it's a whole different operation. Ryan Poles, their new general manager, you know, they've got to recreate this team. They've got to rebuild this team in the vein of how he wants to do it. You know, and 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 with Luke Getzey, the defense, the offensive coordinator, there's a lot of responsibility on him coming from Green Bay, running their offense. What is he going to do? How is he going to handle that? And how is he going to develop the quarterback who I didn't think they did a very good job last year with Matt Nagy developing? I mean, they really didn't. They, they threw for very little yards, even though he was hurt. They, they were they turned the ball over way too much. They weren't able to get yards after the catch. So this is going to be about getting good before we get great in Chicago. And unfortunately, I don't see a place where you say, well, they're really good in this area. You know, I thought Robert Quinn was sensational last year, probably the best I've seen him since he's came into the league years ago. But he, he was able to rush the passer. They, they're going to have to play better defensively. Allen Williams, the new defense coordinator, is going to have to really kind of find a way to create turnovers, create more pressure. The problem is offensively, because of their limitations in their offensive line, uh, they're not able to control the football like you hope they would. Michael, changes, they are coming with the Bears. You, th- you would expect that with a new regime, right? But Khalil yeah. Mack is gone. Akeem Hicks is gone. Goldman's gone. Trevathan's gone. In Pringle, the receiver, they added a couple of offensive linemen, a couple pieces on defense, and then with the draft, the Bears went their first two picks on defense. They took Vellis Jones Jr., the kid who I think is close to my age, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. They took him in the draft as well. But the focus has been on defense. Let's start there with their defense, and then we'll get to the big conversation, and that is Justin Fields. Well, they, for the first two picks, I mean, besides uh, the, the receiver, you know, they took safety and they took they take the safety brisker and they took the corner Gordon. So they're, they're trying to repair that secondary, which they need to do. They signed Tavion Young, who was in Baltimore last year, trying to help that. Eddie Jackson was the turnover machine, you know, when, when uh, Vic Fangio was there. It hasn't been the case. So, look, defensively, they've got to improve up front. There's no denying it. You know, they've got to get better. They've signed, they got Justin Jones inside, Blackson that they put in there. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's also going to take some time to adapt. I mean, this is a defense now, so we understand this, Bear fans, that is not, is relies on speed and quickness, not power and brute. You know, if you watch that Colt, you know, when they played outdoors and they had a play on the heavy grass, their, their effectiveness away from that turf was a problem. So how he adjusts this, Eberflus does, to me, is going to be interesting. And then all eyes are going to point to Justin Fields, yeah. a wonderful athlete who can move around in the pocket, but can he anticipate throws and does he have enough people around him to help him? I mean, look, this whole notion that, you know, every quarterback's perfect is ridiculous. Every quarterback, with the exception of three or four, need people to help them modify their game. Fields, I think, is really going to need that. He's also going to figure out what is his game. I mean, that's the key question. We didn't get that answered last year from the great Matt Nagy. You know, what is his game? What's he really going to be good at? Is it an RPO game? Is it a West Coast offense? Is it a Kyle Shanahan, you know, bootleg game? What is he going to be able to really be effective with doing? Now, when you hire Getze, you're hiring Green Bay. You're hiring Matt LaFleur. You're hiring that type of offense, D-slants, quick throws, West Coast variations. We'll see. A lot of bootlegs, nakeds. Now, we know that Rodgers doesn't do that as much because Rodgers hates turning his back to the defense. He's entitled to make those calls because of his great play. 
Fields can, and he can, once he's out there, he's very dangerous to handle. I think this is a team that's going to need to get some time to get their feet on the ground. I would be very patient with them. I would try to rebuild both offensive and defensive lines because I think that's going to be ultimately why the downfall has occurred. I think Ryan Pace did a horrible job of building the line, especially offensively. Really did. I mean, you know, he drafted Jenkins two years ago in 21. Now they've moved him over to the left, to the right side. They were going to play him at left tackle. Now they're moving him to the right side. This is where you get caught up and not be able to advance your franchises when your offensive line can't protect. And this is where I'm dubious, Michael, about seven or more wins. Again, the win total set at six and a half. That feels heavy to me. You got to pay juice on the over. I don't think they've done Fields any favors. You just mentioned the offensive line. Tariq Cohen's gone, so that's Montgomery in the backfield, and then Mooney, Pringle, Vellis Jones Jr., the rookie. It's not like there's an overwhelming amount of talent offensively. No, and, you know, they, they don't pick up any – there's no – I mean, week three of the season they play Houston. Okay, well, maybe they can grab a win there. They look at the first two. New York. I know, they're Green Bay, and, you know, I mean, look, the first, the first games are always hard to predict. I mean, they're a six-and-a-half-point dog against the 49ers. We don't even know if Trey Lance is any good or if he's going to be the starting Fair. quarterback. You know, so, but we do know Green Bay's tough. But I, th- I think this is going to be a team where the buy being so late, their polls is going to need September to really understand where he is as a franchise and what he needs to do to kind of correct this as he moves along. And he's got to think a little bit more long term than short term. This is not a playoff team by no means. Six and a half, Michael? So this team's going to win it's the seven games? Number. I really do. Find find me seven on that schedule. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You, I mean, find me seven. Houston, okay. You know, can they beat can they beat Detroit once? Okay. Atlanta, there's three. I mean, the, the you know, <laughs> yeah, see, I'm having a hard time. You're struggling, and you and you should be. I mean, they won six games last year, and this is a complete makeover. I mean, complete. The quarterback's the same, but they've moved on from those names and Mac and Hicks and others and Cohen. They they've moved on from some of the names you you reckon, like. And you just mentioned. Uh, I think they're going to trade some players. I think maybe they bring in another wide receiver. I know some of the off season stuff's already settled in, but they still need to make some moves for this roster. Well, they've got to improve. I mean, look, you know, Darryl, Darnell Mooney was a good player for them, but, you know, St. Brown is a number one. Pringle was a four in Kansas yeah. City. Now you're making him a two, you know. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys at the receiving core, and Montgomery's a good runner, but can he run behind this line? I, I think there remains a lot to be seen here. It, look, it's a work in progress. I, I think that the, really the biggest mistake they made, Bear fans, is they let Pace and Nagy a year too long. That's right. And it affected, and they, and what they must do, what Eberflus must do, and Poles must do, is make this team tougher. They play in Chicago. You've got to get tougher. They've got to have a sense of toughness as a football team. That's the number one requirement for this team this year. You let that coach and GM linger for another year, it sets you back a couple of years, right? It really they does. Know I think they know they're on their did. way out. They know they're on their way out. Will Hill next. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen seems like an easy choice to me columbia pfg has you covered with their castback tc shoe its omnimax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot say fighting a fish not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet rocking boat so if you're going to be spending long days out on the water and i sincerely hope that you will be head over to columbia.com pfg and shop all their performance fishing gear If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Managing your diabetes just got easier. 
The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Happy Sunday, indeed. D- discover BetMGM. It's the king of sports books. Sign up today, 200 bucks for you. So, here's the deal it's pretty simple. Use the code CODE200, C O D E 200. Anybody hits a three, you bet 10 bucks today on a game. Anybody hits a three, you win $200 paid for in free bets. That's BetMGM if you're a new customer. Got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Michael Lombardi has often said that Will Hill is a man of many hats. Uh, he, oh likes to, he likes to run franchises. He likes to run TV networks. And he's a good marketing guy because during the break, I heard him tell Stephen Bond or Kevin, one of the two, it's a Game 7 Sunday. So that flows. <laughs> and as we say hi to Will Hill, it is indeed a Game 7 Sunday, Will. How are you? Good morning. What's up, boys? The two best words in all sports, Game 7. I was kind of missing one yesterday. You know, you guys bring up the schedule, which, as you know, is my wheelhouse. I wonder (laughs) if Philly won on Thursday, which, of course, they didn't. I mean, they just went out in fitting fashion. What would they have done today? How would they have stacked them? Would would one of the games have been at one? They were going to play three games on Sunday. They were going to – Philly would have been the 12 o'clock ball bouncing. Wow, 12 o'clock. Everything was on Sunday. Yeah, no, you never had to worry about that. You, you did in the second quarter. You they had you back on that oh, yeah. line. I I read that text. Yes, I think they're back in. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, and again, I'd like to remind you: you have daughters, dude. Focus on your family at one point in life, okay? <laughs> and it looks like you haven't got outside in a while. <laughs> You're getting white, man. Go outside. Enjoy your life. Now, the reason we love you is because you're a sharp better. So let's do this. You know, I want to start with. You're going to buck the trend a little bit here, Will. You're going to go over in this Milwaukee-Boston game. It's all tipped all the way off the 208.5 opener to 205.5. Tell us why you're going over here. Well, I bet the under every game of this series, and I typically bet game seven's under. It's just an automatic play. To me, they've just gone overboard here. They've over-adjusted. Game one in this series, the total was 219. That was two weeks ago, and hmm. it's, it's steadily declined, 215, 214, 213. We're down to 206. Uh, look, I, I know the trend is favorable to the under, very favorable. But like, if you're if you're betting the under, ask yourself this: at what point here would I bet? You know, over, uh, at what point here is my cutoff point? You know, if they made it 190, would you still bet the under? I mean, at some point here, you got to consider the over. So, uh, my first inclination was to bet the under. This has been an under series. All six first halves have gone under. To me, they're just, you're cutting it close here at 206. This is uh, an over adjustment. To me, it would be uh, over or nothing. Um, as far as the game, look. Uh, Milwaukee was ready to run him out of the gym that first quarter the other night. And sometimes, you know, it's funny. You, you can look at these games from every angle, matchups, adjustments. Sometimes it's just as simple as who hits threes and who doesn't. You know, the Bucks made seven. The Celtics hit 17. Uh, and Smart hit four or five in that first quarter when, you know, Milwaukee was ready to run away with the game. And I think the, the Celtics had seven made three-pointers in the first quarter to keep them within distance. So uh, it should be a fascinating game. It's been a great series. Uh, I lean towards taking Milwaukee plus the five. I think, like you guys mentioned, they need something out of somebody other than Giannis. Other than Giannis, they shot 22 of 58 the other night. Other than Giannis, who took 15 free throws, the entire rest of the team shot one. So uh, mm. you know, nobody's given them anything. I think they need to get Allen off of the floor. He's been a disaster, hasn't made a shot, uh, and he's just meat on defense. They hunt him relentlessly. I would look at an underprop for Allen. Uh, I think we'll get a close game. I think the 206 is a little, uh, a little shy. I would lean towards the plus five. Should be a hell of a game. 
you know, I wonder if Coach Bud's going to change his lineup today because I'm with you, Will. I mean, they hunt down Grayson Allen like 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 a uh, a truffle dog's trying to find truffles. I mean, they just find him and dig, and they they don't let him go. And and then he doesn't give him anything offensively, which is you know when he's pl- minus 29 in the game. How long do you continue to go down that stretch? And I w- I know he doesn't have a lot of options. I grant you that, and so that pro- prohibits him from doing it. But look. Boston's not going to change. They're going to find who Allen's guarding. They're going to play, switch, make him guard somebody that they want to get offense going, and it becomes an easy two points for Boston. I just wonder when Coach Bud's going to have to do something. You're busted, by the way. Truffles on the last uh, episode of the Stanley Tucci show. The... Yeah, but that guy didn't have the right dog. I mean, he's got. I mean, they mm. were beautiful dogs, but look, any, any, any Italian knows. Let yes. me just make this very Pardon clear. Me. If you're going to hunt truffles, you need a Legoto. That's the truffle hunting dog of the of the country. You yeah. need one of those. Yeah. You'd have put Bella in that field out there. She'd have found you two of them. I promise you that. Meanwhile, go back to the game. Yeah, everybody knows that. the The new garden, Michael and Will. The new garden's good. That is going to be an insane atmosphere because this has been bubbling with this team. They've been waiting for the emergence of Tatum and Brown and Smart. This kind of feels like the culmination. However, it Will the Bucks have won two of three there at Boston so far in this postseason. Yeah, the road team is what four and two in this series, and and remember the last day of the season, the Bucks kind of punted on home court. Now that would have rejiggered the seedings. I think Philly would have moved up to three, and Boston would have moved down to four. Had uh, it, it worked a different way, but uh, the Bucks punting on home court in round two, and like you said, it, it really hasn't meant a lot yet. Still, you'd rather be home at games in game sure. seven as opposed to on the road. Uh, just a hell of a game. It's been a great series. I mean, how often do you see the road team win game one and then the teams alternate wins from that point forward? I mean, it looked like, you know, the Bucks blew their chance Monday night to go up 3-1. It looked like that did them in. Then on Wednesday, it looked like the Celtics blew their chance to take a lead. And just it's been so back and forth. Uh, looking forward to it. It should be it's, a hell of a game. It's been a hell of a series, Michael. I mean, it really has. It's just been. It really has. It, it, it's been the best one. I mean, you know, if you could stay awake for the, you know, if you're rooting for Dallas, you like the home games. You're rooting for Phoenix, you like the home games. But this one has really been the, the atmosphere and the players' yep. adaptation and response to the atmosphere has been fabulous. And I suspect it'll be the same. I mean, look, let's face it. Luca, you know, like I said, he's been a superstar since he's 14 years old. That's not going to affect him when he goes out to Phoenix. He'll play. It's the role players. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis isn't going to be affected by the Garden. You know, he, he's ready to go with it, but it's the other players. Are they going to match match and give him some help? He's need help. Without Middleton, he needs help. Yeah, we've got a, three, three superstars, Will, in the late game. We've got Luca, Chris Paul, and Scott Foster. Yeah, we yeah. do. Uh, I was just going to make one more point on Giannis. <laughs> it's interesting that that home court hasn't meant a whole lot because Giannis, uh, the officiating is so key. You can call a foul on him every play. You can call a foul against him every play. He's so physical. It's almost like Shaq where, uh, you know, you could call a charge anytime. You can call him being fouled anytime. So it, it's kind of interesting that home court really hasn't meant a lot. I don't think he gets the calls like Shaq did. No. Like there, you know, the other night he got a he got a, I thought I think it was smart. It might have been smart. Got called for offense for defensive. I thought it was a bad call. Uh, yeah, you know, it Van was. Gundy You're thought right. it was a good call. Uh, you know, I I thought you know they had position. He was outside the line. They tried to say he wasn't outside the line. I mean, like, look, we see. You know, we get the replay. We know he is or he isn't. But I I don't. I mean, Shaq got a lot of calls. I I mean, Giannis doesn't get as many. I I don't feel like there's a favor. I think it's pretty balanced. What do you think, Patrick? I totally agree with you. The question is, when he lowers that shoulder, he's just so that much stronger. Arm. And you have to give him credit, because when he got into the league, he was a beanpole. I mean, yeah. Giannis was yeah. so skinny. He's built himself into, when he gets that shoulder in, and he's so, his dexterity is there, where he's really not creating the contact that people point out, specifically Boston fans. I agree with Michael. I don't think he gets some of the calls he should get, frankly. Um, the By the way, Grayson Allen, under 7.5 for Will Hill on that player prop. The, we'll fire that one in. Yes. The Mavs, you like them catching the six and a half. I do. Uh, boy, a lot of pressure on Phoenix. I'm surprised how poorly Phoenix played in those Dallas games. I mean, they turned the ball over 22 times in game six. They only made six threes. Look, in the NBA, in today's NBA, those numbers aren't going to work. And like I said, there's a ton of pressure on Phoenix, not only because they're the one seed, not only because they won 64 games. They were up two games to none in the finals last year. Chris Paul's 37. Like the, the circus doesn't stay in town forever. If they lose this game, it's a horrible loss. I don't know that they're going to be back. I mean, uh, at some point you just run out of time here. And 
look, Dallas is kind of taking control of the series. I know they haven't you know, broken through or even been competitive in Phoenix, but they've won three out of the last four games. They've won them all convincingly. Uh, their defense has played at another level. Uh, I do think that we'll get a close game here. We haven't gotten a close game in the series yet. I do kind of think the six and a half is a lot. Uh, like I said, a lot of pressure on Phoenix here. I could only look to the six and a half. And this is another situation where the total, it was two fourteen and a half game one. We're down to two Oh five. So <laughs> boy, the bookmakers, they are really onto this under trend. I, I know the unders have done well here, but at some point you, you got to look to the over, I think. You know, what's funny is, is we we've talked this whole show almost an hour into the show. We've talked about how evenly matched these teams are. And yet the lines are not indicative of that. Yeah. You know, just if you listen to us, you, you, you almost instinctively have to take the points and the road team, you know, because it, it seems like it, it it's going to be a close game and it should be. It's a game seven. It should be close. We shouldn't have routes. I mean, the, the intensity level is going to be high. Both players have superstars on the road team, which I think adds to the flair of the game, right? You know, if, you know, Luca's a superstar, Giannis is a superstar, they're going to play their best. They're not going to shy away from this. So it just seems like a lot of points, Will. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think we'll get at least one of these games right down to the wire. Uh, you know, does one of these road teams break through? I'm not sure. Like I said, I think Phoenix probably wins the game. And, you know, life on the line, I think Boston does. But, boy, it looks like a lot of points for both these games. Well, uh, to Michael, Michael, to your point, did you think you were going to lose catching the eight with the Grizzlies the other night? No, no. not with five minutes to go in the game. It, I thought I was I'm home saying. free on that. That's bad why board. I'm not a yeah. pre-flop better in the NBA. I just I, I get involved during the game. I know Will does as well. It's just it's so wonky. Those free throws late can kill that spread. So yeah. again, you know, like you said, the, I I agree with both of you. I think the five and a half and the six and a half feels heavy in both these matchups today. Will Hill, the family, take care of yourself. Because you're going to be on the couch for like 15 hours today. Enjoy it. New York City cast, vison.com slash podcast. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Right, Thanks, Will. You. Appreciate you. All right. There goes Will Hill. You ready for some Patriot talk, Mark? Let's Ooh, do it. Marquee Surprise. And yes, That's next. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus with the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 